Hello, Namaste. I welcome you all to this session. I, I welcome you all to this session of Guru Bodha. And on behalf of us, all of our students, I cordially welcome Dr. Guruja sir to this session. Good evening and Namaste, sir. Namaste, Namaste to everyone. So this session is brought to you by EasyAyurveda.com. I dedicate this and all of my works at the holy feet of Dr. H. and Shekhar Rupa. And I cordially welcome Dr. Raghuram sir to this session uh, as well. He is the Chief Content Officer of EasyAyurveda.com. So coming to the topic uh, of today, uh, some uh, student had posted, according to the research, gut microbiota is crucial for our health and disease. We inherit the microbiome from our parents, I mean hereditarily. Caesarean section the deliveries uh, will not allow good biome to pass to the offspring. Uh, for that, and uh, there was another continued question of like, how can we in improve our gut microbiome and reduce disease-causing gut biome with Ayurvedic Dhinacharya and Rutucharya? So this this proves or this question itself states that there is gut bi microbiome and there are good bacteria and also bad bacteria in the in the in the gastrointestinal system and so that is proven that there was a so there was to the question of whether the gut microbiome is passed down and if the newborn baby is missing the gut by microbiome due to the cesarean section dr washington religion had written i'm not sure if microbiome can be inherited from parents microbiota may be of maternal origin like through breast milk does research say that father also contributes if you say it is inherited or hereditary it refers to the genes maternal inheritance that is genes from only mother is possible possible through extra nuclear dna inheritance where the maternal dna comes from the cytoplasm of the ovum however microbiome is somatic in nature microbiota are, are of gut origin during pregnancy nutrients from the mother go through the placenta through maternal uh, blood circulation so i think the microbiome through the mother ha happens postnatally through milk and not through genetic inheritance or hereditary as the latter happens through the genes and said this the field of microbiota is rapidly growing and there is a lot to learn so out of all probably the underlying thing is that you know this theory of micro gut microbiota is uh, still in the developing stage there's also like a concepts like fecal transplant where fecal matter of a person with good microbiome good microbiome is transplanted into that of a, a patient and uh, you know microbiota uh, to just to give few references here microbiota can be classified into gut microbiome oral microbiota and respiratory and skin microbiota and vast number of microorganisms including bacteria yeast viruses coexist in various sites of human body and human gut uh, gathers around 100 trillion microorganisms and uh, functions of the gut microbiome it is stated uh, that it's they play a major role in host physiology metabolism and nutrition it's still because it is still an evolving science there's not much is 100 correlated just some people are 
trying to establish a relationship between this uh, healthy microbiome and or unhealthy microbiome work with certain diseases. An alteration in the gut microbial community is linked to a number of intestinal conditions, including cancer, obesity, etc. And uh, so that is uh, one part. So with this uh, introduction, I would like to bring in Raghuram sir to this session. And uh, Raghuram sir, uh, can you please help with the uh, initial description of gut microbiome and if there is any Ayurvedic correlation to it? Uh, thank you. This is an interesting topic. Uh, the question posted in the group. So later, we thought it is a very important topic to handle as well. You have given the sufficient introduction for gut uh, microbiome and all of us know what it is. Let's uh, jump straight into some uh, facts which are very interesting about uh, gut microbiota which I've compiled. So studies tell that uh, the gut microbiota or the bacterial cells in the body, the helpful bacterial cells in the body are 40 trillion in number, 40 trillion in number across 30 trillion human cells. So 40 trillion bacterial cells against 30 trillion human cells. So that makes a human body more of bacteria than of human cells. So we are more bacteria. So let the bacteria be proud for the moment. And we are speaking about uh, the healthy bacteria as well. So there are uh, up to 1000 species of bacteria which exist in our body. Microbiota not only covers uh, bacteria, but also various other organi organisms like viruses, fungi, etc. And uh, yet another stats tell that all together, when we put the bacteria in our body, a weight calculation, they sum up to two to five pounds, roughly one to two kg in weight. That is roughly the weight of a brain. So here the microbiota or the uh, bacteria function as an extra organ. So they vary, uh, they weigh as much as uh, a human brain weighs when we put all the bacteria in the body. So it's an extra organ. The bacteria flora itself is an extra organ. So where we need to give importance to that uh, tells this. And then uh, we speak about microbiome diversity. Like diversity is uh, the more the number of uh, varieties of healthy bacteria we have in our system, the more it is healthy. So this we call it as microbiome diversity. And uh, higher the microbiome diversity, the better uh, the health. So that is uh, one point which we need to see. And then coming to yet another uh, term related to this microbiota is dysbiosis. Dysbiosis, wherein it is an imbalance between healthy and unhealthy bacteria. So there are both types of bacteria, healthy bacteria and unhealthy bacteria in our system. When there is an imbalance in these bacteria, we call that as dysbiosis. And uh, that is not good to health. So dysbiosis is often considered to be a causative factor for many systemic diseases like uh, weight gain and also diabetes and uh, more. So there is a study uh, conducted uh, on uh, the microbiomes. So this uh, connects with what Vasantha Reddy Madam had explained. So gut microbiome differs completely between identical twins. So when we see identical twins, the gut microbiome in baby A and baby 2, they will totally differ. One in one of the tests, a few tests, one twin, identical twin, was found to be obese and the other uh, baby was not obese. So like, so that was uh, one study. So that indicates that uh, there are differences in microbiome uh, biome, and it is not uh, genetic. And there was an experiment on mice also. 
these twins, one obese and one non-obese twins, from those children, the microbiota was removed and injected into mice. So the mice in which the microbiota extracted from stout baby was injected, that mice grew stout. And the microbiota extracted from the thinner individual when it, it was in, uh, introduced into the body of uh, uh, the mice. So that mice did not grow stout. So all these things are uh, drawing to certain conclusions about uh, the understanding of uh, uh, microbiota. So interesting uh, things. There are unhealthy species in uh, the gut microbiota as well. Uh, this is very important. They produce uh, a chemical known as PAMO. T-A-M-O, so cap, all capitals. So that translates to trimethylamine N-oxide. So this unhealthy species of uh, gut microbiota produces TAMO, so which blocks the arteries so, and causes heart attacks and strokes. So that is one thing. And uh, yet another uh, study, interesting, very interesting study showed that diversity of microbiome dropped suddenly before the onset of type 1 diabetes so just at the point of onset of type 1 diabetes the microbiota or the diversity of the microbe came down that also shows that if, as long as the diversity of microbiome is maintained in the body so it is uh, immune to a diabetes the person might not uh, hire a diabetes so that was uh, one thing so even when people ate uh, the exactly same foods, their blood sugar uh, could vary greatly. So this may be uh, due to the different types of bacteria which are present in their uh, gut. And uh, very interesting things. Why I'm pointing out these things is I'll just connect these things to the Ayurvedic perspective, uh, a hypothetical uh, discussion. So some species of uh, microbiota in the gut uh, uh, produce uh, neurotransmitters uh, mainly serotonin. So it is uh, considered as an antidepressant neurotransmitter, serotonin. So that is uh, produced by the gut microbiota. The gut uh, microbiota has uh, many like uh, beneficial uh, things which uh, they do in the body. Among them, uh, these are the things. Uh, straightly, I'll go into the Ayurveda perspective. So without wasting much time, so I'll try to put it, uh, put things together in. Uh, five to ten minutes. So, as uh, Dr. Hebar said, and as we all know, also uh, many functions like heart functions, brain functions, immune health, and weight balance, and lot more uh, things are contributory to microbiota. It breaks uh, the sugars, it breaks the fibers, and a uh, lot more things. All these functions are caused by the microbiota only when the microbiota are in a state of health or in a state of balance. Now, coming to uh, what we are discussing about the microbiota, there focused totally in the large intestine or the colon, mainly in the cecum. Uh, large intestine is uh, considered as, or the gut is considered as the vata zone. So this is where the vata uh, stays. This is where the vata operates uh, from uh, in our body. So we know a famous quote, Vayus Tantra Yantra Daraha. Vayus Tantra Yantra Daraha. So that means to tell that uh, vata is a formula which controls most of the activities in the body and water does that by staying in its primary center that is the colon okay so and then when we see this from pers uh, from the microbiota perspective what is water doing water is controlling all the other subtypes of water by being in its place that is in, from the colon itself water is controlling the other subtypes of water so like uh, udana vata when it is uh, controlling the udana vata the chest organ functions like the functions of the heart the functions of the lungs are maintained 
when it is controlling the pranavata or uh, pranavyana and samana uh, axis it is controlling the brain functions and also the endocrine and uh, immune functions mainly the vyana and samana axis when it is controlled when vayu controls this or when the vyana and samana axis these two vayus and their interrelationship stays balanced most of the endocrine and uh, immune functions in the body run in an unhampered way so apana so we can see its own balance apana vayu has its own functions it operates in the lower zone so when we see that uh, vata primarily seeds in the large intestine or the colon and from there it controls the other vayus though i am not trying to compare vata with the microbiota but the microbiota are located in the vata zone and from there they are controlling many activities the main supportive functions of the microbiota is on the heart brain and also the endocrine system and also the immune system when we see through the functions of vata in the shloka vayu tantra yantradaraha we know that it is controlling the vayu is controlling the other subtypes of vata niyanta praneta cha manasaha it is controlling the mind functions it is controlling the brain functions it is controlling the heart functions it is controlling the indriyas and lot more so here a balance of microbiota can be con- compared to the balance of vata in the colon so this also uh, complements each other so maybe a <coughs> sorry the vata balance uh, complements to the microbiota or the microbiota complements to vata why i am putting these things in a similar term is uh, a senior professor sn oja sir uh, once has said that uh, these endocrine functions or the hormonal functions the functions they cannot be compared exactly with vata but they can be considered as vata dharmiya that means they are doing the exact functions like vata is doing vata dharmiya so they carry the properties and the functions of vata so here also i am putting the same words microbiota is having the vata dharmiya properties so they have the properties of uh, vata so rushing through the things when microbiota are balanced so these functions and organs what we mentioned the heart and the brain and the endocrine system are balanced similarly when vata is controlled in the colon all the organs and the tissues uh, function well and are healthy we know that uh, vasti or uh, the medicated enemas are the best treatment and the remedies for uh, vata so probably a hypothesis we can consider the vasti balances vata the vasti also balances the microbiota or the uh, bacterial zone in uh, the gut gut brain axis whenever we speak about uh, microbiota we speak about the gut brain axis so the gut is one thing already we have discussed that from uh, the brain uh, from the gut it controls uh, the production of certain neurotransmitters the brain like uh, anti antidepre- uh, neurotransmitters which are uh, related with uh, the depression and the person having no no depression so when we see through the functions of vata so when my, we can see that it is uh, maintaining the gut brain axis here the microbiota is related so we have so many studies that it maintains the gut brain axis what is uh, vata doing it is also maintaining the gut brain axis be, being the main uh, seat of vata what is enema doing what is the medicated enema doing so the vasti it is also curing many neurological disorders when given through the colon the enemas are given through the colon but uh, they are controlling the vital uh, neurological functions that is why vasti is the best cure for uh, neurological diseases uh, through the references we have seen niyanta pranayata cha manasaha 
Sarvendriyanam Utyojakaha. So how Vata controlled in the gut uh, can balance the nervous system, can balance the endocrine system, can balance the emotions, can balance the mind and all those things when we see, we can compare uh, microbiota to the uh, Vata Dharmiya property. And microbiota also manages the hypo hypothalamus pituitary adrenaline axis. The same thing is done by Vata. And uh, this particular thing, the gut-brain axis, we can consider in Ayurveda as apana-prana axis. Apana-prana axis. That is very important. And most of the texts, uh, friends, like uh, most authors believe that though there are five subtypes of Vata, the most important ones are prana and apana only. So the one which is right at the top and the one which is right at the bottom. So we can see uh, in the concept of Avarna also, Avarna is a concept where each subtype of Vata interferes with each activity. So when Apana is in balance, the lower Y is in balance, it affects the Prana Vata. And when Prana is in uh, imbalance, it uh, affects the Apana Vata. So we call it as Prana Avruta Apana and Apana Avruta Prana respectively. So this also shows that the Prana and Apana, though they are present in the different uh, corners of the body, they have a control over each other. So that's what we can call it as a gut brain axis and the enteric nervous system. So there is a concept of enteric nervous system in the modern uh, uh, study. It is considered as second brain. There is a nervous system in the intestinal system. It is considered as a second brain. Some even consider that as the first brain. So, okay, uh, we can see here that uh, the uh, intestines are compared to the brain and all the functions of uh, the Vata so that is, uh, are almost similar to the functions of the nervous system. So this again proves uh, the uh, gut-brain axis and all the nervous disorders are uh, uh, cured by vasti or enema. So just now I made a mention of that. And uh, coming to another point, the maximum gut flora is located in cecum, that is unduka. In Ayurveda, cecum is called as unduka, the first part of the colon. Maximum bacterial flora is located in cecum. And Ayurveda rightly has mentioned about Maladhara Kala. Maladhara Kala. So a layer or some uh, membranes which are there in the cecum and are forming the stools and the feces. And modern uh, study also tells that about 60% of our feces or stools contain, of, contain bacteria. So we can uh, correlate this uh, bacterial flora, cecum, Maladhara Kala and the bacteria being eliminated through the faces and uh, coming to again uh, wasn't ready madam's perspective as she said uh, through the breast milk or uh, through the mother itself uh, this gut flora is uh, uh, is formed and we can see that uh, gut being uh, a soft organ it is a matrujavayava so it is a matrujavayava so that is it is a maternal organ according to ayurveda and uh, i want to uh, read out a uh, this one uh, study which tells that gut flora is established around one to two years of age of a child the important uh, sugars supporting body functions contained in the milk are uh, digested in colon with the help of microbiota and uh, uh, it gets from the mother's milk okay so that uh, is a wonderful reference which was given by wasantariti madam and one more statement so which really uh, was impressive while i was going through the studies breast milk seeds and nurtures the microbiome these are the words used breast milk feeds and nurtures the microbiome with beneficial bacteria until it is fully mature. So now once it is mature, microbiota it will take care of itself. Until then, it is nurtured by the breast milk. That is why one of the remedies for uh, uh, improving the 
gut microbiota or managing the gut microbiota in the child is uh, prolonged breastfeeding that is advised as a remedy and coming to the ayurveda perspective stanya so which is uh, the breast milk is uh, a sub tissue upadatu of upadatu uh, and it is derived from ahara rasa so we can see that uh, friends among the functions of vata samirano agnehe samirano agnehe so vata which is located in the colon it controls the digestive functions it controls the digestive functions in the small intestine including the stomach the duodenum it controls the functions so the digestions of, of the food breakdown its assimilation its absorption its distribution all are under the control of uh, vata and pachaka pitta so here samirano agnehe the vata located in the pakvashaya or the colon is helping in uh, keeping the fire digestive fire and in balance okay so that takes care of the agnisthana so now coming back to the stanya stanya is a upadatu that is the breast milk is a sub tissue of rasadatu where is this rasadatu formed it is formed in the amashaya it is formed in the amashaya okay uh, that is the uh, stomach and the intestines it is formed and the health of the stomach and uh, small intestine and the digestive fire there for the proper rasa to be formed the agni should be proper and that agni is controlled from the uh, colon and again when we see the rasa dhatu is directly related to the uh, heart or the hrudaya because hrudaya is one of the uh, seats of origin of rasa dhatu so that is we call it as sroto mula so when we combine all these points we come to know that uh, from pakvashaya the colon vata controls the digestion of the food it controls the digestive fire it controls the functions of the stomach and intestine from there proper rasadhatu is formed from proper rasadhatu proper stanya is formed which is the breast milk that breast milk take, takes care of the gut microbiota in the initial years and that rasadhatu is also linked to the hrudaya being the hrudaya being the rasavaha srotomula and we have seen that microbiota is also managing or keeping the heart functions under balance so we can take all those points combine them in a particular circle and uh, try to understand this vicious uh, correlation uh, from the ayurveda perspective and uh, asthapana vasti is one type of uh, enema so that is the decoction enema so it is uh, said to be one of the best remedies for krimi kosta asthapana vasti is said to be when we read through the indications of uh, asthapana vasti krimi kosta is one indication that is the bad bacterial flora the dysbiosis which is taking place place in the large colon due to the presence of bad bacteria that is controlled by asthapana vasti so again where that enema is given it is given into the rectum it is given into the colon that enema fluid comes and it is uh, it is eradicating it is destroying the bad bacteria uh, from the colon so that is one reference we have and asthapana vasti see asthapana vasti among the indications of asthapana vasti there is hrudroga so that is heart diseases can be cured unmada psychosis or uh, insanity we can call it as shirashula headache karnashula that is pain in the ear hrutshula pain in the heart region vishamagni timira all these things timira is an eye disorder again all these th uh, diseases are cured by our uh, asthapana vasti so when we see that so it is very interesting to see that all diseases which can be managed through the gut, uh, gut flora are also managed through asthapana vasti which is given in the vata zone so a couple of points uh, to end with 
so basti may be the best to balance the microbiota microbiome basti will be the best treatment because the enema fluids will contain uh, milk jaggery sesame uh, and also oil which support the microbiome so that can be taken as a, a hypothesis and coming to the remedies uh, for uh, the imbalance of the gut flora or to manage the gut flora is first is uh, anti vata and anti pitta diet very importantly the diet should not be provoking vata or pitta uh, so apatya will be pro vata and pro pitta so the vata increasing and pitta increasing foods will definitely be the foods which will be disturbing the microbiota modern science also has said that uh, the diet we take has a major role to play play in the balance of uh, microbiota so second one is vasti as i already discussed the enema will be the best treatment vega so the people should be advised not to withhold the urges of defecation and also the urination and the fart as far as possible there are so many vegas which should not be controlled among them these are very important and very important is to have uh, stress control and we have nidanarthakara uh, rogas like one disease leading to the causation of the other disease so it is very important if the person is suffering uh, from uh, atisara that is diarrhea many times grahani so diseases of uh, small colon once again and pravahika dysentery agnimandya low digestion fire and agnidushti the contamination of uh, the digestion digestion power by the doshas all these things should be promptly treated if these uh, diseases are promptly treated the gut flora will be maintained excessive use of pippali kshara and lavana has been contraindicated in our shastra so piper longum alkalis and salt representing their groups respectively should not be consumed in excess virudha aahara mutually antagonistic foods uh, should not be consumed and uh, the treatment shall be given on the lines of rasavaha and purishavaha srotadushti contamination of rasavaha srotas and purishavaha srotas if at all there are problems related to the gut flora and dushta stanya chikitsa the breast milk so in ayurveda the dhatri the wetners uh the breast milk its qualities how to address the formities of uh, or the contamination of the breast milk has been given so as we have seen that uh, the breast milk forms the important foundation of the gut flora the in, in the initial years it is very important to identify the uh, stanya dushti and treat it uh, accordingly and uh, treatment of krimi roga if the bad krimis are there in the system the bacteria or the virus or the fungi whatever those diseases shall be treated promptly we know that uh, the ayurveda krimi vidana and the modern aspect of bacteriology do not match exactly i am not trying to compare them and patya patya coming to the dietetics the do's and don'ts which are explained in atisara grahani agnidushti krimi roga all these things uh, uh, should be uh, followed and in coming to vata jagrahani vata jagrahani is a type of grahani disease uh, again a cross reference here in that uh, among the symptoms of vata jagrahani kridhihi sarvarasanam the patient wants to take foods of all the tastes so this is a very strange wish wanting to take the food which consists of all the rasas it comes from the mind's demand of such foods so again that one and manasaha sadanam manasaha sadanam so weakness of the mind the mind lethargy or the mind disorders have been mentioned in grahani roga which can also affect the gut flora or uh, when the gut flora is disturbed and we have seen friends like uh, the uh, oil therapy is done on the head like shirodhara murgi taila etc these relieve the symptoms of uh, 
the grahini or the intestinal disorders uh, that also indicates the uh, prana apana axis and uh, yeah so i think uh, i would like to end uh, uh, my discussion here about the ayurvedic uh, perspective of uh, how uh, gut microbiota can be taken on the lines of uh, vata dharma and how uh, the vata uh, that is uh, the prana apana or the apana prana axis should be taken into consideration and how vasti uh, forms a, an important game changer in this particular perspective in managing not only the gut flora and all the functions all the balance functions of all, almost vital organs like the brain uh, heart endocrine system etc the immune system etc can be managed through balancing vata at the colon so that is why i feel it's fair enough to consider gut microbiota as having vata dharmiya what do you have us thank you the raghuram sir for a detailed uh, explanation guru sir uh, how do you see do you ever consider gut microbiota as a causative factor of disease there is some theory saying that we have our own theories for digestive disorders there is agni there is anavasrotas there is kosha and we have our own treatments if we are doing our bit from the ayurvedic perspective understand correctly then then directly or indirectly we will be addressing the other issues also so your thoughts on this please we cannot simply say that a human body is just a human body human body also has many many living creatures maybe a microbe level things inside the body or even on the outer surface of the body very clearly acharyas have said loka purusha samyavada this loka purusha samyavada says whatever it is there in the outside the body is almost similar type of things are also present inside the body so that is also called as andapinda brahmandavada so whatever it is there outside it will be there in your inside also and if you look at the the way our acharyas have made us to think in the lines of dinacharya rutucharya what are the foods to be taken and how it should be taken at what time it should be taken so very clearly acharyas said where to take what not to take all these things and when you are coming to the microbiota of the gut acharyas have very clearly taken consideration of this but meta represented in the terms of agni and all those things and ayurveda is very well documented the fact that most of the issues related with uh, human uh, disease concerns anything originally originates from the colon or the udara and that is also related with the agni and we cannot simply say that if agni is there it automatically does everything no it is always any function it is carried out by some leader something and so there are some followers there are some um, major factors and there are some minor factors if all the things are involved then only we can you know bring that action for example if any if an aeroplane has to fly it's just because of its tires or just because of its fuel or just because of its engines or just because of its um, wings or just because of its capacity no it is totally collective thing many many components many factors multifactorial things are there they involve in such a manner and produce an activity so when it comes to the microbiota definitely acharyas were knowing that there are microbiotas present inside the gut many times that has been taken care by advising very clearly acharyas have said bhojanante takram peyam takra has to be consumed at the end of the food very typically keeping the load of microbiota inside our gut in order to have a healthy atmosphere because we will be consuming a lot of uh, food materials 
and certain food materials also a food for many other microorganisms also when our gut has a lot of uh, micro lot of food material automatically it get attracted towards the, the microbiota also gets attracted towards the place where it is available it's a natural phenomenon where there is a water usually that human civilization started around that wherever the rivers were there so similarly these things will also take place so that's the reason most of the microbiota and even outside from its various food protocols also it comes into the uh, into, into the intestines so once it comes there and it should be having in a healthy atmosphere to live otherwise they cannot because that's the reason why when we take lot of antibiotics and something like that then the human the, the, the bacteria or the microbiota which is supporting to the human gut activity will be thrown away or destroyed so that's the reason many a times they'll go for uh, some adding some lactobacillus into that are something like that so it's very clear acharyas were knowing this but they represented these terms into a different manner and that's the reason many of the fermented items has been explained in ayurveda like uh, sidhu shukta asava arista all these things danyamla many such things have been told which are all the different various varieties of fermented items which are allowed or advised to consume in order to maintain the microbiota in the gut there's a reason acharyas are very clever on that part and it is very well known to them that's why they have given many concepts like shunti siddha takra musta siddha takra then jiraka siddha takra something like that these type of um, many drugs which are supportive to the agni which helps in absorption gut microbiota supportive things so all these things they have mentioned and when you went to be taken when not to be taken everything have been mentioned thank you uh, thank you there sir and uh, it, it adds a whole uh, a lot of information and one of the very strange correlation that i found was that musta you know that musta is used in grahani or irritable bowel syndrome which is compared as one of the diseases including irritable bowel syndrome so it is one of the prime a herb that are, that is used in irritable bowel syndrome even in atisara also musta is mentioned and the same musta is also mentioned as stanya as one of the important herbs of stanya shodhana like a, for breast milk detoxification this is used uh, even ginger is uh, used for you know similarly stanya shodhana and has an important role to play in this uh, in the gut microbiome patha is another one very frequently used uh, in in the rasavaha srotodushti and it is again used in the stanya shodhana also and the very reason that you know stanya and arthava i mean let's keep arthava away for a minute so stanya is explained as the rasadhatu upadhatu or sub tissue so all this makes the case firm it directly or indirectly is that you know breastfeeding is vital for the uh, gut microbiota and uh, like uh, uh, like gurudev sir explained the you know for fermented foods uh, it, it is proven uh, even in the modern that fermented foods like kefir yogurt and live active cultures pickled vegetables tempeh kombucha tea uh kimchi and uh, miso sauerkraut so all these are explained as healthier foods to have and uh, and another clear indication like i mean this was stressed upon by raghuram sir very clearly that you know as much as we have to nourish the healthy gut microbiome we we also have to get rid of the wrong 
microbiome. So it, it should be a, a balance between uh, those two. So that has also been established. Uh, one more uh, uh, important point, sir. So the correlation, as I was speaking about Nidhanarthakara Rogas, that is a very important concept in Ayurveda where uh, one disease, when it is neglected, leads to the causation of the other disease. One of uh, the classical examples we have is Atisara and Grahani. So Atisara is uh, uh, diarrhea, so which is related to colon. And Grahani is a disease which is little higher. So like in the small intestines it occurs. Uh, so Atisare Nivruttepi Mandagne Rahitashanaha Bhuyaha Sandushitovani Grahinim Abhidusheye. So even after the cure or when the Atisara is being in the uh, process of cure with some medications or some uh, uh, treatments or if it is not addressed properly, that leads to the formation of yet another disease known as Grahani. So they, they, here we have a link to tell that the different zones of uh, intestines and the intestinal functions and dysfunctions and disorders are connected to each other. When we see the Grahani, it belongs to the zone of uh, Tamanavata. And when we see Atisara, which is happening, it belongs to the area of Apanavata. So again, each Vayu zones are uh, uh, like uh, functionally disturbed by each other and causing these uh, diseases. One important reference from Vata Jagrahani tells, so the person suffering from Vata Jagrahani is suspicious to get another disease called as Vata Gulma, Rudroga, here very important is uh, Rudroga, heart diseases, Pliha, enlargement of the spleen or the liver we can consider. So Pliha is a word exchangeably used. We'll take it as splenomegaly here. So what is the important observation here is, Atisara, when it is not treated properly, it disturbs the gut microbiota. And when that happens, the control of the Vayu over the Agni in the Agvistana, so that is in the Grahani, will reduce. The fire which is diluted in the Grahani will lead to the Grahani Roga, small intestinal disorder. And the Vata type of Grahani, Vata is a type of Grahani when it occurs and when it goes on for a long uh, session. So like when it becomes chronic, the person is suspicious to hire some other diseases as complications like Vata Gulma. So Gulma is uh, an abdominal disease which manifests in the flanks, uh, in the heart region and uh, in the navel region and also in the urinary bladder. The entire abdominal region is covered. It's a painful condition. Vata Gulma, specifically Acharya mentions Vata Gulma. Rudroga, we have seen the heart health directly connected to the microbiota. Heart health is directly connected to the microbiota according to the modern. Here also, the microbiota are located in the colon and excess of Atisara will impact the small intestine causing Grahani and that Grahani will cause Rudroga. Here is a big connection given by Ayurveda. How the microbiota uh, disturbance of the good microbiota, good microbiomes can cause upper intestinal, that is small intestinal disorders, which will lead to the possibility of causation of heart diseases. Take it the other way. As long as uh, the colon health is managed and it is healthy and diseases like Atisara are treated very quickly and very promptly without neglecting and the fluid balance, the salt balance is maintained in the body. So the person will not get diseases like Grahani and its consequence, Vata Gulma or Kudroga. 
so this is an important correlation uh, so what i found in the classics so where the agnisthana so the vatasthana the hrudroga all these things are connected to an axis again it shows the udana uh, samana and apana axis to be interrelated with each other Thus far, we have understood various causes or various correlations related with the uh, gut microbiome, and we tried our best to understand the gut microbiome healthy versus unhealthy in terms of uh, uh, Ayurvedic parameters. Now, as last part of this discussion, we are going to discuss about the you know ways to revive healthy gut microbiome and also to avoid the unhealthy gut microbiome. Uh, before that, Jai Raghuji, please go ahead. Namaste. I, uh, I I just want to share a couple of things here from the study that I was going through. Um, uh, it has been, uh, I mean, we all know that there's the consumption of antibiotics have gone up uh, from the last generation onwards. So there are studies that say that the amount of microbiome that was there in the previous generation, uh, it is drastically reduced because of the antibiotic usage. So the antibiotics basically wipe away the entire microbiome in the body. There are certain microbes that are stronger that they survive, but those that they have, those uh, microbes that were passed on from generations, uh, if we lose them over time, that we will lose a lot of good bacteria. And another, uh, also another one where um, they say that it's like a landscaper's logic. When you have too many weeds in the garden, the only way that you can do is not pluck each weed, but put more grass seeds. So the more the grass that comes, it's going to take away the weed space and there'll be no, no weed. So I think our acharyas think in the same fashion where, you know, they ask us to have more fermented food, increase good uh, microbiome. So that way, naturally, we will be getting rid of the bad ones. But I think with the antibiotics themselves, I think we are doing a lot of harm uh, with the gut microbiome that we have had for many generations. Thank you. Very valid and beautiful uh, correlation there. Uh, and it is all, all about balance and uh, yeah, balance between the healthy versus unhealthy. And as long as we are taking care of the healthy gut microbiome, uh, and that is nurtured, the un unhealthy ones ill effect on the body will be automatically reduced. And coming to the you know, summary of ways to improve healthy gut microbiome, we have already had many points. One is that uh, our diet should be a healthy mix of all tastes. Uh, not, it should not be dominated just with like one taste, forgetting the others. Uh, Guruji sir very well explained about the importance of buttermilk. So, uh, coming to the butter, buttermilk, if you open the Charasamhita's uh, Grahani chapter, 15th chapter, he has dedicated huge amounts of uh, shlokas to explain the importance of uh, takra. Uh, in that, uh, and he also has explained takra rista as one of the important, you know, important remedies for Grahani. Uh, where uh, you know takra is made up made with uh, amlaki, uh, or black pepper, uh, etc., and uh, and yawani, kerum, kauticum, that is used to prepare takra rista. So that that has emerged as the primary uh, remedy. And like Gurajasar explained, buttermilk process with ginger, uh, mustard, etc., are also very useful. And very valid points raised 
have laws like avoiding unnecessary use or over usage, usage of antibiotics. It has grown up to a level of pandemic in India that uh, you know antimicro sorry antibiotic usage, especially in children, is going out of control. And some pediatricians, some uh, researchers are raising uh, concerns, like how people were taking paracetamol for fever. Now it has become very common to you know common man just going directly and taking azithromycin for fever not waiting for a few days to you know for agni to develop or you know langana chikisa that the importance has uh, not been given and uh, avoiding vega dharana and vega udirana together as pointed out by guraja sir and and also and, and also like a timely treatment of Atisara and a wholesome treatment of Atisara etc. disorders. We have seen that some patients, especially with Atisara etc., it involves the you know the treatment of whole pathology. Some some people will just stop the medication once once the Atisara bout uh, reduces. That is not to be done. And uh, uh, yeah, healthy dinacharya and rutucharya followed with uh, with uh, you know due importance as explained in our shastras uh, and you know always maintaining a good health sorry good uh, healthy gut fire or agni by you know langana chikitsa and not eating excess or not over eating or under eating so all these help in in having a healthy gut microbiome. Uh, do you have any point, please? Yeah, one more uh, point to add up, uh, sir. Uh, regarding the dysbiosis, uh, the balance of uh, bad bacteria and uh, good bacteria is uh, a must like. Always the good bacteria should dominate uh, the picture in the gut. That is very, very important. Dysbiosis is uh, a positive factor for many diseases. And one more thing I want to tell is this good good thing about good bacteria is good microbiota. Is they are uh, uh, like uh, taking care of themselves in a very good way. Uh, it is also explained that these good bacteria, they occupy the important places in the colon where a bad bacteria can come, sit and attack. So these good bacteria generally don't leave space for the bad bacteria to come and occupy in the colon. Such is the domination of this gut flora that is a good microbiota and they are taking care of themselves that their place is not taken by any bad bacteria. Even if bad bacteria enters the system, they go and occupy all those vacant spaces where a bad bacteria can come and sit so that they don't find space in the system. So this is a beautiful natural mechanism among themselves. They also have a tendency to destroy the bad bacteria. But only when the ba uh, balance is the imbalance goes in favor of bad bacteria, that the good bacteria are harmed in the system, and that leads to many uh, uh, health issues. Yes. Thank you, Raghuram sir. And before we end this session, a final remarks by Guraj sir, please. Very important point, as uh, pointed out by Dr. Raghuram. Water is a uh, board of water is pakwasha. The where the gut uh, contains a heavy load of microbes and if it is disturbed and destroyed just like how we are destroying the earth uh, by polluting it in a, so many manner 
if you are doing same type of things even in our ahara vihara and vichara disturbing the colon and those supporting and healthy bacteria and supporting our survival those microbes are creating an atmosphere internally in such a way that they make us to leave and they also leave inside us but when such bacteria have been replaced and then we create such an atmosphere inside so that type of bacteria won't stay then quite oppositely somebody has to get out of those places so they will just go out of the places because of some our activities our food concerns or many other things so in that area which is most suitable for the growth or the livelihood of uh, these bacteria or the microbes definitely the space is open there is nobody resisting resisting automatically the bad bacteria occupies these area because they are potent enough to serve them for their food for their livelihood so that's the reason when home is disturbed automatically all functions are disturbed that's the reason the pakwasha is a home of water that needs to be protected properly with this help and if it is maintained then water could be able to perform all the functions in a very natural manner and very convincingly and a 100% healthy manner thank you thank you so much uh, wasn't that really ma'am please thank you sir both of you it is very informative um one question i have is is there a relationship between the prakriti and uh, what microbiome or the amount of microbiome that exist in the gut does it vary with vata pitta kapha uh, you know in terms of quantity and the types of bacteria that inhabit the gut yeah, be, be, before uh, uh, before gurasa takes this question uh, prakriti and uh, agni there is relationship that pitta prakriti person will be having a high rate of metabolism so he will always be hungry or his hunger is very much whereas kapha prakriti person can tolerate hunger he can he can tolerate fasting very well and vata prakriti person uh, his digestion and the hunger level varies gurada sir definitely we inherit uh, typical characters from our parents and we have a lineage so based on that our tissues will be there and inside our gut also we will have an inherited pre uh, what do you call uh, packed thing from the parents which is suitable for the healthy gut because see you can observe there are people they don't suffer from when they eat any nonsense things but similar type of food if it is consumed by a person will easily get diseased and he will have a disturbance stomach disturbance and so many things so it's very clear that one who is having a very strong gut microbe uh, then definitely he will survive these onslaughts of anything so this can be happen because of the proper availability of food for those microbes and as well as the area which can be made suitable for their living so definitely these two are in prakriti also kapha prakriti person will always support for the growth of more micro organisms in his body and kapha prakriti um, gut also supports a lot of um, micro growth inside the body that's the reason many of the kapha kara aharas are also produce uh, microbes that's the reason many times when you have a problem with the kafakara uh, diseases or any infectious diseases we try to avoid the something which is a mucus forming type of things so all these are in a supportive line that that is there with um, when there is a pitta is involved definitely there will be inflammation and in that condition automatically the inflammatory areas many a time that inflammation may be caused by the support of these bacteria 
or maybe that uh, inflammation may also harming those bacteria that's why the person will be suffering so that's a very uh, close uh, relationship between these things definitely we depends on the prakriti as well as it also depends on the type of uh, microbes inside our gut it also depends on the the source of food what we take and where we live what type of habits we have everything has an influencing factor on that thank you sir raghuram sir you are important let's before we end this session yeah, so that uh, one more point to add sir uh, uh, vasanth reddy madam's question has been beautifully answered by uh, guruja sir no points uh, in addition to that uh, prakriti question so uh, finally i would uh, i just missed out a point which is very very important ayurveda has mentioned about pakvashayagata krimi so pakvashayagata krimi the krimis or the microorganisms living in the pakvashaya or the colon actually in the context of pathology so like in madhavanidana and other texts when we see in the in the different types of krimi pakvashayagata krimi their varieties their size everything has been given and what diseases they may produce from the perspective of pathology so ayurveda knew that uh, the microorganisms stay or live in the colon among different places of the body definitely the microorganisms are there in the colon ayurveda knew but they have not mentioned directly about uh, the useful micro uh, microbacterium or microbiomes or the bacteria directly there is no mention but indirectly we can see that if ayurveda knew about the pathological microorganisms that live in the colon they also knew about uh, the healthy microbiome which are uh, present in the colon so probably there is no direct uh, mention about that the krimi chikitsa that is why helps in balancing the dysbiosis and also getting rid of the uh, bad bacteria so as to balance the good bacteria so and uh, already we mentioned about uh, the one of the important uses of uh, astapanavasti or the kashayavasti is uh, uh, the krimi kosta kosta is a big thing the entire digestive tract wherever the krimi is there bad krimi is there enemas uh, herbal enemas uh, uh, given in the form of astapanavasti will get rid of them and help in balancing the good bacteria or the microbiota in the colon thank you uh, raghuram sir uh, and thank you thank you guru sir for this input it was one of the comprehensive session where end to end uh, from the deep uh, pockets of uh, uh, modern science to the ayurvedic uh, correlation was done and we established some solutions also to this problem of uh, unhealthy gut, gut microbiome that brings uh, us to the end of this session i thank all the participants uh, for making this lively with uh, your interesting inputs and questions and on behalf of all of our students my uh, cordial gratitude to guruja sir thank you sir thank you thank you and my words of gratitude to raghuram sir namaste